beloved, you are now tuned in to Three Black Men, a podcast by three black men where we talk about theology, culture, and the world around us. The following content may not be suitable if you ain't real enough. Listener discretion is advised because real recognize real. Here's the hope when we look familiar. So we got us a little conversation that we rolling into uh thoughts on Tory Lanes. <laughs> and I'll say this, you know, to jump us right into it. Um again, we've said this before, we don't often, you know, as a collective address every toxic part of you know the black male de- delegation. And it's not because we don't see it, it's not because we don't support black women uh to me honestly it can be disheartening um yes. to play whack-a-mole with every single um massage noir <laughs> avatar that comes out of the black male delegation one thing that we try to do is uplift black women surround black women um it's hard to do that and continually n- name these names but here we are you know, we're recording this after uh, Tory Lanez was found guilty. Uh, thoughts. I'm going to say, I'm going to just kick it off. I'm happy. I threw a little something on the grill. Man, um, listen. <laughs> just goes, uh, I love black men. I support black men all day. Uh, all day. I threw a little something on the grill. <laughs> but he need, but look, I saw a tweet that said, abolition can wait. And, <laughs> and man, listen. That was the one. <laughs> yeah, in all honesty, so we got to be smart about some stuff. So when we say, yeah, we support black men and everything and, and the whole, it's Ray, I'm, I'm, I'm booting for everybody black and everything. That's cool. Like, yeah, but sometimes you're wrong. Like, sometimes you 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 dead wrong. Yeah. And at the end of the day, especially if we're dealing with two black folk here, what they say? Justice chooses a side. Like you dead wrong. Always. Not only are you dead wrong, you know you dead wrong. And I don't feel no sort of way about standing on what's right. Like there's no. Sometimes there's this element of linked fate where I feel like, man, yeah. I gotta be careful on this. But this this ain't that, man. At all. And one of the things that was particularly disheartening for me is to see the way that the male hip hop community rallied around this dude like man I, I i can't name five tory lane songs what are we doing here he has he hasn't done anything yeah. so i ain't gonna hold I, I, my, my homeboy put together a couple playlists and I, a couple times like literally twice a couple twice a song came up on them and i was like oh man this guy is kind of like this is kind of wavy Who's that? And I look, and it was him. I'm like, oh, I, I had no idea. And it was like a cool little vibe or whatever. But this ain't like he ain't right thriller. Like, why are we going up like this? What what is what is going on? Well, well, even if he did, right is right, wrong is wrong. Yeah, right. I'll cancel you in a second over here. You feel I don't me? Care if you did right thriller. Like, listen, I ain't heard a I ain't heard a ye song, and I don't know how long. Not 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 from my dog on playlist. You won't hear it. I haven't heard but, R. Kelly song in so long, child. I don't even remember. It. No, I'm lying. I know what what it step in the name of love is, but I haven't listened to it. I, well, he's even harder because he got other songs that you like. 
it's probably on your playlist that he wrote. But anyway, um, it's only Megan Thee Stallion <laughs> over here, so yeah, Megan. Well, Y'all saw oh, my Spotify, so hot, probably you, not. Meg, you know, Rob got that hot. <laughs> that girl was impressive. Yeah, yeah. Rob, Rob ain't had no hot girl summer. He had but a hot we, girl twenty twenty two. But we rocking with black women all day over here. I look all yeah. day. I think for me, you know, to Trey's point, it, I was disappointed in black uh, hip hop community and then black men. And mm-hmm. the hard part was uh, when Meg was shot, um, watching everything that she went through uh, in her life before, mm-hmm. you know, before that incident even happened, you know, losing her mom and grandmother and things that she was vocal about watching that incident happen and her initially trying to protect a black man and she was proven to be collateral damage and watching Tori go on this um, trolling escapade for two years and watch the way that black men there was this fervor among black men and it was it was honestly terrifying to me being a black man and so i can't even imagine what that did for sisters in our community to watch this vehemence like this hatred of not only meg but black women right they, i mean i was just watching the wildest things being said yeah. about all black women lie y'all are beep 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 and i'm it's, thinking it was this fervor that was sick and it was uh crowded around this banner of we support tory but it was tory was merely the the vehicle to express yeah. Yeah, yeah all of this massage noir and this hatred against black women and it actually took me off my feet, right? So mm-hmm. go ahead, Sam. You're about to say something. Well, yeah, that it it was it was really um it was really frustrating to just see the sign the, the silence because the one thing that I I've <laughs> I've and I hate that I that I know that I've seen this is that I feel like black women will live in torment to protect black women at times like they will live in the worst condition mentally to protect black men physically, yeah. to, to protect the black man and, and here she is in the peak of her career right knowing that she's the victim trying to protect a black man and still <laughs> there's dirt thrown. and it's and, and then when the evidence came out so overwhelming when the testimonies came out overwhelming like yo he shot even the phone call from jail got released and there there are people that will still maintain it it's insane four people say man i've seen a short person (laughs) i've seen a short man shooting his gun and like oh well they didn't say that he did it well who else was out there papa smurf (laughs) like you well you know what i'm saying so like it's just I just hate that because like I always relate it back to like yeah I'm a black man but I had a mom I have sisters I have daughters you know you know what I'm saying like I know black women personally I'm married to a black woman and I part of me is like okay so I hope and pray I've never put you in any sort of position where you had to feel like you need to you know live put in torment to protect yeah 
Yeah, my commitment isn't to blackness over um, individuals being safe. That um, part. I, I don't like, you know, I roll black all day, you know, like I do want black people to win. Uh, to but right is right. Point. But I'm never going to be in in fellowship with yes. someone that's harming our community. And and that's including if you're black. Right. <laughs> so, yeah. Right. But the other thing, everything that we lament happening to black people in the justice system was done to Megan Pete in this situation, Megan Thee Stallion, right? So yes. in terms of putting a victim on trial, like all of that stuff happened. In terms of bringing up all sorts of relevant stuff, people speculating, talking about her sexual history or whatever have Trying you. Trying to demonize her. do with being shot in the foot. Yeah. All of that was brought to the fore as if any of that stuff has anything to do with whether or not you deserve to be shot while minding your own business right that's the exact same thing anytime uh, somebody's shot by the police they start doing toxicology reports on the person who got shot as opposed to the person doing the shooting and everything like we did that same thing here and it's one of those things that alarmed me because a lot of times people's practice of liberation right like what what they claim to to want to be free is really just access to oppression so when you think about the whole womanist lens of the the double whammies of racism and sexism right here we saw that on full display here because somebody who yep i would say a great deal of americans couldn't pick out of a lineup before now people are rallying behind to like throw whatever we can including the kitchen sink at this young lady, Megan Thee Stallion, mm-hmm. um, for, for for some, not like right is right and wrong is wrong. And even yeah. if like, yeah. so we hear the jailhouse phone call and apparently there's some recognition that, oh man, I really done goof right now. But instead of sitting there and to your point uh, about a previous conversation, Sam, the, a, a book that's helped a lot of us, I'm not gonna put too much because we don't have a conversation with the, the author soon, but any, hopes of setting things right begins with an admission and a recognition of the fact mm-hmm. that you done messed up yep mm-hmm. but we run that play we run the same play that we get frustrated with everybody running against us and man that that's that's against the rules bro like yeah yeah we're not doing that and i i think you know there are things that i can't unsee from the past two years with you know from the drake lyrics then everyone yeah. acting real goofy about he didn't mean Megan the Stallion. And for those who aren't aware, Drake on his last album with 21 Savage had um he threw some jabs at, at Meg. And that was disgusting. Um, mm. one, you don't even live here. <laughs> um, but keep it cute. Keep it cute. We will we will put you back. Um, so um, but throwing these shots. Um, or these jabs at Meg was so disappointing, disgusting. Watching Joe Button throw his uh, opinions, yeah. which are I'm toxic, quite, toxic. Yeah, that's the better thing. Like the, 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 the clean version. Yeah, um, Joe Button <laughs> threw his hat in the ring of of yeah. his thoughts about Meg. Academics, um, who's also toxic. He's uh portion of our community that we can't seem to excise um all these black men speaking 
on the situation and defending uh, Tory Lane's honor, we have LeBron. Um, now, oh, he got what are you doing? LeBron bro? was so disappointing in that, like oh just sitting gosh. there jamming out, rocking out to Tory, and then doubling down on his Instagram about it. And I'm thinking, y'all, I will say at the very minimum, it was very easy for me to divest from Tory Lane's one. I've never listened to one of his songs. <laughs> and boy. and for me, people were saying, you know, well, we got to wait till um, the the trial. I never, I didn't. So I was like, he's canceled to me now. And why? Because it wasn't just not knowing the, the fullness of what happened on that night. It was everything that he did yeah. to troll yeah. Megan all the way for two years. Yeah. Yeah, that yeah, that should have been evidence enough. We're not as black men, and I want to say that strongly from this podcast. The type of society that we're trying to to build cannot have people like Tory Lanez as a part. Yes, yes, right. I he agree. doesn't speak for me. I wrote this article on time. Like, Tory Lanez doesn't speak for me um, at all. And so I'm trying to build a society where black men and black women. And and everyone can dwell in safety together, and that's yeah. not part of it. I'm saying, like you, you mentioned, like oh yeah, divesting from Tory Lanez is not hard for me. Yeah, that's like divesting from Tory Lanez is like divesting from Day Wu cars for me. Like there was, it was not a thing. I, 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 it was not. Like, it, it was difficult, and just like some of the stuff I seen don't really tick me off. Like the trope, the, I I didn't know nothing about this this young man. I didn't I didn't know that he was a father, but all of a sudden, child come around. You see that son everywhere, and I'm like, oh, everywhere, bro. Like don't. I don't. I don't like feeling as though you you bringing props in 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 for your defense and like now we just got to deal with the fact like cool now that boy about to get separated from his daddy because you're not you're not coming out of there boy you're, you're, you're going not, to not any time not any time soon <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah it's and so yes. am I am I happy in the sense of is that my highest desire for any black person no it's not um, is that something I'm celebrating in that sense no I would that that this whole situation hadn't happened yeah, or happened. along the along the way that yeah. Tory showed an, an ounce of contrition right um but for me this the the ethic and spirit of abolition isn't just people not going to jail it's restructuring the way that we interact with people and creating safety for the community and so in that sense, when you're doing something active, right, is part of the goal, we want to fundamentally disrupt these systems of yeah. uh, these jailing systems. Yes, absolutely. In the interim periods, we have to have some answers, right? And we can't mm -hmm. allow chaos bringers to run, run amok. So it's like, I appreciate the joke. That was running. I left it to two. It's like abolition can wait, but like also let's be serious about what abolition is, right? Yeah. You know, like you know what I'm saying. Like abolition yeah. is restructuring and reframing. Um, yeah. Well, yeah. Well, let me say like okay, I said that as a joke, but as someone who's been to Florida penitentiary system, or, or <laughs> someone who's been in the like, I I absolutely agree uh, with the abolition movement like like there's a lot of revamping that's got to go on and that so uh I, I said that as a joke uh more so um 
just be- I didn't like his impenitence about this whole situation. He showed no Brother, remorse. Same. And so I'm like, listen, you know, you felt that comfortable abusing a black woman. Uh, go ahead and get this systemic abuse for a little bit. It'd be okay. <laughs> I'm just playing. We- he can get a therapist when he get out. He'll be fine. <laughs> you know, I also think, you know, one thing that I also want to just put here, you know, before we close is like yeah. the model of God uh, that was evidence, you know, in Tory Lane's family that we've seen one in Tory for the past two years. And then we saw with, with the father um, outside of uh, the courtroom, you know, Tory tweeted out some time ago that, uh, you know, the no weapons formed against me will prosper verse. And I once heard someone say that whenever, um, especially a man, quotes <laughs> uh, the no weapons formed against me uh, scripture, he, he, he guilty. guilty. <laughs> <laughs> when a man you know, says that, yo, <laughs> um, there, there's also it's an admission. There's also a Negro proverb that says God don't like ugly. <laughs> I, <laughs> yeah, and. Um, <laughs> and and so this view that God is going to empower me and not allow me to see harm while I'm per, while I'm perpetuating harm is interesting. And then you can tell the father after the sentence, he's screaming outside of the courtroom and he's like calling earth yeah. and heaven to witness this day against this trial, calling down God to avenge and whatnot. And there's this real thought among in our communities and probably in society at large, that this type of God empowers me and isn't on the side of the person that I'm oppressing, right? Right. And so, any other thoughts about that? Yeah, man. That, daddy outside the courthouse, like I get maybe grieving or whatever, but but little Dirk Franklin was doing a whole lot right there, man. Like, wait he, a minute, <laughs> <laughs> we're not gonna just breeze past that. What'd you call it? <laughs> I'm sorry, go ahead. Uh, little little Dirk Franklin was doing a whole lot. That's all. That's it. Yeah. Um I have a I have a love-hate relationship um with the church anyway. Uh that's part of the part that that's a part of the part that I hate. Um that facade, that mockery of like you know this spirit this yeah. spirit of elijah is gonna embody me you know what i'm saying and yeah. and i'm gonna call on my god and we're gonna laugh at your idols and um mm-hmm. that is it's just frustrating because um the, i feel like there's so much more tangible aspects of the bible that we um could make we could uh that we could embody publicly in that way um that would be such a better representation of who god is and that you know what i'm saying um even that being your child right like uh i mean i'm i pray that I, i'm never in that situation but i have no problem with siding with right uh even, even if my child is wrong you know what i'm saying like so i mm-hmm. like i understand that that's rough but also I have a commitment to love and to care for other people, right? I mean, yes, this is a black woman, but just period, right? I have a love, I have a, com- my commitment to Christ, my commitment to Christianity is to love and to care mm-hmm. for my neighbor, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and in no way, shape or form is this demonstration, uh, a demonstration of love. Yeah, It's not a demonstration of care. Yeah. 
It's not a demonstration of uh, solidarity. It's not a demonstration of anything that I think that speaks that, you know what, God loves you. I'm praying for you. I'm so sorry that you had to go through all of this public humiliation, but also I'm sorry that this happened to you personally, like, you know, this, this entire situation, right? Like there's no sense of that. Um, mm. Even, even if you think he might still be innocent like there's no and which i think is bizarre <laughs> i'll just say that i think that would be bizarre there's no there's no representation of empathy there's no love there it's just cold and demonstrative right and mm-hmm. it just kind of like it it reeks of uh no weapon formed against me shall prosper yeah i think you know for me to close up i i just want megan's soul to be well for her body to be well for her you know her you know her spirit to be right and Mm -hmm. i think of the trauma you know of undergoing this for the past two years you know she's talked about it being relatively alone and you know she said in the trial that she wished it she wished that you know tori had killed her Mm -hmm. and i just think of the pain that's uttered when you say that um and she's young i think she's 27 and i my biggest you know like i have a vision for restoration you know mm-hmm. that someday that tory can be his best self um yeah. that he can rise out of this but you know in the immediate um you know i know we probably all feel this it's like i want megan to be good you know and for her to take the time that she needs yeah. to heal from this this onslaught and this avalanche, you know, against her physical body, against her reputation. And yeah, that's my prayer. I I pray that Megan is good, um, spirit, soul, and body. Amen. 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 Jesus. Mm. Mm. All right, beloved. On the front burner this week, we got community-supported creativity. Now, what do I mean when I say that? A lot of times we find out about things through social media. There are people who built entire platforms on social media. and shared a lot of intellectual property, a lot of thought, a lot of dope things on social media. But what that serves to do is make somebody else rich. See, the way social media works, because most of us don't pay for it, save for the select few of you who've decided to buy that little blue check on Twitter, is that your attention is sold. Meaning that creators go on these platforms, they drive up attention and eyeballs, and then people, meaning corporations and advertisers, pay for the access to that attention. And almost none of that money is funneled back to the creators that are driving all of that traffic in the first place. So a lot of people have gone to platforms like Substack and Patreon, away from the almighty grip of the algorithm, hoping that enough people appreciate and believe in their work to pay them for it. Some of you guys have even joined our Patreon community at patreon.com slash three black men. And for that, we're grateful. But what I want to encourage you to do is if there's somebody whose content you have enjoyed, there's somebody who's blessed you in any way, shape, or form on any of the many social medias you might partake in, let's see if there's a way that we can support them in a tangible, material way. Just because they enjoy creating doesn't mean it isn't work. And I have this wild fantasy that someday everybody will be able to eat 
doing the work that serves their souls. So if you got the capacity to do so, let's see if we can step up and support some creatives out here. I think it'll help make the world more beautiful. Hey everyone, it's Faith Brooks here. I'm so excited to let you know that my new book, Remember Me Now, A Journey Back to Myself and a Love Letter to Black Women is now available wherever books are sold. So go ahead and get yourself a copy, share it with a friend, and I am just so excited for you to get this book into your hands and I can't wait for all of us to be able to talk about it soon. appreciate you rocking with us for another episode of three black men here's the part of the show where we ask a favor from you now earlier i mentioned a couple of ways that you can support us by joining our community over at patreon.com slash three black men we have multi-tiered support options and you can get bonus content if you don't want to do that you can submit a one-time contribution by finding us on paypal at three black men podcast at gmail.com but we ain't here to tap your pockets Here's a few ways that you can help us out without spending a single dime. You can stop what you're doing right here, right now, and make sure that you've left us a review and a rating. Don't just give us the five stars. Go ahead and write out how much you love this show and tell everybody about it. Do it on iTunes, Google Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you at. Make sure you leave that rating and a review, and that's going to help even more people join the fun over here. Thank you so much. I knew God loved you for some reason. <laughs>